Buggery. Hey, Ben Lawrence. How's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. It's, uh, you know, it's another, it's another Thursday. It's Pi Day. 314. Wait, oh, shoot. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I completely forgot about it. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about those uh, those places where they like do a city ordinance that say pi is three <laughs> for our what for our city? There is a there is something and boy oh boy, uh, uh, like we, talk about not doing your research. This would have been a perfect we, we like thing. cities where they they only accept whole integers. Whole. Like, I guess that's redundant. Like, they only accept integers. Well, for for pi, like they just made it three, so it'd be easier <laughs> for people to do the math and stuff. Which, of course, you know, engineering folks would go, "Well, right. that's uh, that's why all the houses the in that were... jurisdiction keep falling down." Yeah, exactly. That was something uh, that I, it maybe maybe it's a maybe that was a joke that somebody made, but I I'm pretty sure it's a real thing. Or at least they brought up an, a bill that they voted on. Right. We, and for some reason, I think it was tied to religion, <laughs> which I don't get. Uh, like, uh, well, you God, know, that, God wouldn't make that a fraction. Right, but, you know... Or it's, a decimal. Yeah, you know, it could, God works in mysterious ways, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the... Um, that's the the common thread is that uh you know a lot of people equate religion with anti-science and so if you're going to just <clears throat> legislate a mathematic equation away to make it easier that sounds like you know anti-math yeah well which is interesting because it, you probably know this already but you know Lots of scientific stuff had been done by monks at certain times. You know what I mean? Uh, Gregor Mendel. Gregor Mendel, famous for genetic stuff, was a monk, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He was the one who made the Mendel Square. I'm not. I'm not saying. To... I'm not saying all religi religious folks are anti-science. I'm just saying that that's. Oh you no, know, no 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 no. The pervasive there is a definite... modern thought. Yes, there is there is a, a great equating of those two things together. My brother is a highly religious man. Yeah. And he uh, runs a robot lab. Cool. And the two things don't... <laughs> all, uh, I, all I can picture are um, robots in lab coats conducting experiments. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, see, I was thinking uh, it's, a, it's a robot dog running around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Little but, metal but yeah. Ooh, speaking out. speaking of labs and and science and all that stuff, did you hear about the thing that the Russian scientists did with the quantum computer? Uh, barely. I heard that they it has something to do with like slowing down time. Uh, not exactly. Uh, I'll explain. Yes, please. Let's please enlighten say, me. Let's say that you have, uh, you've racked some billiard balls, right? And you take the triangle rack thing off of it, and you take your cue ball and you hit the 
balls and the balls go everywhere. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, what they did was not just re-rack the balls, right? They made all the balls go back to the triangle along the paths that they traveled to get to where they were. So they were... That's a metaphor. They reversed... That's not... These, they reversed the quantum state of these particles? Um, yes. <laughs> I'm just making they, up words. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, no, no, no. You're, you're pretty much right. They didn't... Basically, they didn't reset them. They, they made them go back to their original state, which is harder. Um, one of the researchers, I believe, uh, equated it to if you take a... a a droplet of water. I mean, sorry, a droplet of ink. Yeah. And put it in a glass of water. Uh, you know how it eventually spreads out? It dissipates. Yes. Um, they, what they did is the equivalent of making it go back into the drop of water. I mean, to, to, the, to drop the drop of, of ink. ink. Yeah. Yes. On, a, uh, on another, a subatomic level, right? Yes. Yes, that is correct. On another example, somebody said it was kind of like you have a pile of leaves and then a gust of wind goes and blows the leaves away. And what they did was the equivalent of figuring out what kind of gust of wind you would need to get them to go back into the triangular pile. Again. And they were they observed this quantum state being reset. Um, well, that's a very interesting uh, question. I, the, the impression that I got, at least when a quantum computer is running, right? Yeah. You can't observe it in operation. You can only observe the result. Because if you observe it when it's in operation, you collapse the superposition of the qubits. Qubits are... So, um, computers have bits, ones and zeros, Right. Yeah. A quantum computer has a qubit, which has a 1, a 0, and then a superposition where it isn't 1 or 0. Right. And the problem is you can't observe these um, programs when they're in action, because if you do, the superposition goes away. <laughs> and Hence so the observer one of the things effect. That they, yes. One of the <clears throat> things that they said that was great about being able to reverse these is that now you can sort of troubleshoot them. Because once they're done, you can run them back and make sure that, you know, they go back to the way they're supposed to. I don't get it entirely, but it's, the big thing is... I don't think it's meant for, uh, you know, somebody with a liberal arts degree to get anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's true, probably. I, I mean, but that it's, it's also bad because it in the news articles that talk about it, yeah, they say Russian scientists uh, reversed time with a computer, and they didn't really. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because I mean, it, well, and I didn't read any articles. Sorry, I just saw like the headlines as I was scrolling through Reddit. Yeah, and this goes back to oh, speak about which I'm not on Twitter, but I have started looking at Reddit again. Okay, and the whole reason um, I almost went back on Twitter for it, but then I realized that probably Reddit would be the better place. But no luck. I'll explain. There is a movie that I saw, and I don't think I've talked to you about this, and I can't remember a lot about it, but the basic idea is there is some sort of a researcher 
who like several researchers are put onto this specific problem. Yeah. And they're either translating this unknown language or they're decrypting uh, this computer program or they're doing something. They're doing some kind of thing with language uh, and they're it's like a race to get it done sort of like or professional uh, right. pride that they're going to be the one to get it done. So teams teams All... are working on different teams are working on the same problem. Right, or individual or or different individuals. All I right. forget if they're a team or but eventually they become they they get onto a team and I think even that that they start working together and they don't like it like that sort of thing. <laughs> Um, but the basic idea is that in the end of the movie, and this is spoilers for the movie that I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> and I apologize for this. Spoiler alert. But um, in the in the end of it, you know, McCandless might know about this movie. It sounds like something he might like. Uh, in the end of it, they they realize that they have unlocked like these magic words quote unquote their sounds or whatever okay that can make people like pass out and do other things and like there's the government comes to get it or something it's it here's the thing that that's messing me up it's very similar to duel of the linguistic mages and i think it came out after it I'm almost positive. Uh, Duel of the Linguistics Mages... Linguistics... Linguist. Duel of the Linguist Linguist. Mages. Duel of the Linguist. Thank you. Sorry about that. Duel of the Linguist Mages is a a play that our friend Scott O'More wrote and I believe directed for Annex at one point. Yeah. Did he direct it or did somebody else direct it? I don't know if he or Christina directed it. I think he directed it. Okay. So, but but the big thing is that uh, that this this had some similarities to it, uh, not not exactly the same, but it reminded me a little bit of it. So there also reminded me a little bit of like Sound of My Voice and Pi and there, all these other movies that people keep suggesting to me, rather than the movie that I'm talking about. <laughs> so so there are which is frustrating. It, there are in the movie these scientists unlock words that make people pass out when they hear them. Right and and do other stuff like they're they're magic words. Kind Interesting of. because I don't know. And if, I think I, it's I don't know if you've seen Rocket yeah. Men. Have you seen Rocket uh, Men yet? No, I don't think I have. Ah, well, you should watch it because it's on YouTube and Vimeo. Uh, so pick your platform. Oh, I will. Um, but For sure. there, yeah, yeah. there's a similar plot device in that web series, where huh. reading certain passages makes people pass out. Well, it's not just pa- I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. We can trace this kind of all the way back to that Monty Python thing where... Right, the deadliest the joke, joke in the world, die, right? yeah. I mean, sort of. Um, but it's weird because I think I saw it on Netflix, or I, I believe it was on Netflix. And I want to say it was in the mid-2000s. Like, sometime between 2008 and 2013. And or so 2014. You, you went on Reddit to try to find yeah. see if anybody recognized this movie. Yeah, there's a there's a subreddit called Tip of My Tongue. Right. Used mostly for music, but people use it for movies also. Right. But unfortunately the problem is that um 
everything that the people were suggesting was stuff that I had already researched and discounted. Right. Um, you know, it's it's not as bad as some of them. I mean, the people that that were on there really kind of tried and all that. Yeah. But but I I want you to do me a favor. We're going to do an experiment. Okay. Uh, I want you to describe a movie. Don't tell me the name of the movie. Describe the movie. Oh, and then I'm going to do what a lot of people do on this <laughs> forum. All right. Uh, Jesus, I got I to gotta think of a movie. All right. Um, uh, um, a, a scientist figures out how to digitize physical beings and store them inside a computer. During a break-in... To get some missing data, a programmer is digitized and sent into the mainframe where he has to compete against the master controller for his life. It's think of it oh, as okay. think of it like a gladiators for the digital age. All right, and then somebody writes, "I don't know. Is it possible that it's the last Jedi?" <laughs> and it's like, how did you? How did you get that from? I mean, granted, I haven't seen the. Well, this is Tron, of course, but yeah. Granted, I I haven't seen the movie that this person's talking to, but talking about. But I've seen the Last Jedi, and it's not that. <laughs> um. Oh, this sounds a little bit like her. Have you seen that? It's pretty close. It's got a computer in it, <laughs> the and digitized people you know it's funny because d movies have you know make people people experience movies differently right and you know yeah. one movie may you may associate something with like a part of your life or an experience that happened to you long ago and it, and it, it it prints itself in your brain in a very different way and so you describing this movie might trigger something in this person's brain where they're like you know the the words and feelings, you know, like because you know yeah. words and or and instructions, and but when I you know, and then so this person this this redditor commenting is like, well, I don't know what that one is, but that really reminds me how I felt, you know, think think seeing that imagery reminds me of how I felt when I watched this other movie. Maybe trying to bond on a certain level rather than tell you maybe the on a subconscious level. Looking. I don't think any. I don't think you know. <laughs> <laughs> Although, man, Ben, this would be a nice uh, one of the things that about I have a I have an aspect to my sense of humor that uh, bugs people to no end, <laughs> and that's that for some reason I like pretending I'm stupid. I think it's funny. Uh, I'm I'm really, but the, here's the thing: uh, spending uh, a large portion of your life around somebody who really hates that type of thing can help rid you of that habit right um but but one of the things would be to make a burner account log on to the tip of my tongue thing and just answer with is this the movie i watched at my mom's house <laughs> how would i know what movie you watch at your mom's house that, right that reminds okay, me okay never mind yeah that reminds yeah. that reminds me of um like people will post screenshots of amazon reviews where somebody asks a question like, you know, does yeah. does this stereo have an eighth inch jack inside? Oh. And somebody will answer, I don't know. Yeah, oh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, 
I have told you about this because I experienced this just recently. Uh, somebody says, uh, is this compatible with this computer? Um, and somebody says, um, I don't know. It works in my whatever. You know, that's normal, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's compatible with your computer or works with my computer. It's like this. Right. But there was one that was about um, like a spoon. And it said, does this have a glossy finish? And the person wrote back, I don't know. I don't own this item. <laughs> yeah. Which which <laughs> I, I have. I have to imagine that there is some guy out there who's like the most important guy in the world who anytime he gets any email from like a spammer, whatever responds to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, dear Prince, uh, I, uh, Prince Kevin, I do not know you. I believe you have me mistaken for someone else. <laughs> Very best of luck with retrieving right. your fortune, yours sincerely, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't own this item. Yet you took time yeah. to write back. It's, and it's, it's not, amazing. And it's not one of those, like, prank reviews, right? Because there's a number of people out there who will just write reviews, but they're not being sincere. They're, they're making a joke. You know, yes. so the person who who commented, I don't know, I don't own this item, just like felt they needed to make a connection with the poster, with whoever asked that question. Just, you know, sincerely, just like, you know what? I don't know, but go forth and find out and, you know, get back to me. You know, um, I, I've started listening to another. This is this is where we get a little meta with this podcast. <laughs> I've started listening to a podcast called Lizard People that uh, is sort of funny sort of tongue in cheek about conspiracy theory stuff. Okay. But uh there are like 72 episodes that I haven't listened to. And so you know, I'm going through the ones that are about a topic that interests me and stuff like that. Right. And I'm I'm trying to imagine the person who's like, "Hey, this this Goody Lawrence podcast, I like it. It's pretty good." Trying to figure out which episodes out of the ones we've recorded that they want to listen to because we don't actually have specific topics nope. that we cover. Is that a problem? Probably not because even if we were, in fact, I think we maybe tried to do this to cover a specific topic and we usually get off track pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's very conversationally and you know, if you, if you, have ever been it's very it's very conversational and if you've ever been just yeah. you know in a in a in a party or something you know the conversation ebbs and flows and takes detours and tangents yes that is true and and here's the thing this would uh, obviously what we're doing is we're saving people from this problem where they where they're trying to think of the one where we talked about bread and they can't see it because we talked about bread in the episode <laughs> that was supposed to be about Frankenstein or whatever. Right. So basically what we're doing is we're creating a podcast uh, specifically for the future where once you're able to search audio as quickly as you can search text right now, people can just download our archive and look for when we were talking about this thing and it'll flag the 10 times that I repeated myself about whatever it is well, that we're talking uh, about, about. you know, during, uh, at that time, I'm sure that the, the technology will exist where, you know, our archives are in a database, right? And somebody types in, yeah. 
like a keyword or you know you don't even they just say to the, say to the thing or think towards the input box i want to listen to all the times they talked about frankenstein and it will automatically yeah. just put all those clips together and give it to you you know what's really funny is that this one will show up in that search <laughs> and then they're going to figure like out they're... how wrong we were in terms of the yeah. technology of the future Frankenstein, uh, as we all know, the name of the doctor, right? Yeah. Um, the thing that's sad is Frankenstein was his last name, right? And the whole point of the novel is that he kind of creates his monster and then disowns it, right? Yeah. Whereas if he actually would have viewed his monster as his child the monster's name would have been Frankenstein. <laughs> because he would have treated it yeah. like his own. Frankenstein Jr. So, so yes, Victor, Frankenstein Victor was Frankenstein the name of the... the third. Exactly. Frankenstein was the name of the doctor, not the monster. The monster's like, don't you think I know that? <laughs> Bucket of Truth, UCB. Um... That's a weird thing. You, the Upright Citizens Brigade. I was thinking about this. I've talked to a couple people about this now. That I actually started doing improv around the time that they started doing improv. Like the original Upright Citizens Brigade people. Yeah, like like of course you know I'm not saying that uh, that I you know, could have built an empire or whatever. <laughs> but what I am saying is that it is kind of interesting that I started doing it before that method was even a known method. What? Which I like. Uh, basically, what I'm talking about is this. Um, so Chicago improv, in general, IO theater, that kind of thing, uh, is built around relationships, Okay. Uh, between characters when you're doing the improv. Whereas uh, Los Angeles, New York, you know, UCB folks uh, talk about game all the time. You're trying to figure out what the game of the scene is. Right. And the way that I describe game of the scene, and I could be totally wrong, but not really, I think, is it's the thing that could become an insider running joke. Basically, there's a, there's a thing... That somebody's doing that is funny, and if another person thinks it's funny and they figure out what it is they're doing, they'll join in, and then the scene becomes about that, and it's fun. Yeah, I remember certain uh, improv games that we played when we did improv was, uh, yeah, somebody, like one person would start, and they would start doing something, and then once you figured out what they were doing or wanted to contribute, you jumped in and, and, and started with them. I think, I don't know if there's a Seattle school of improv much like there is uh, LA and Chicago but I want to say that a lot of the improv I've seen around here is based around story which more closely aligns with the relationships of Chicago yeah I, I would say the one thing um, that I would say Seattle does a lot is character based improv and by that well I'll get like for example um the uh, the Troy Mink uh, yeah. performances that he would do. Carlotta. Uh, lots of it wasn't planned. 
Exactly, right? It wasn't exactly <laughs> it was scripted. All, it was all made up. But but the character, right? Uh, he could always fall back right. on the character, and it would work, right? Yeah. So as long as the character... And I would say the... Um, what, what are the... Uh, the... The temporary people is that what it was called? What was it called? The, yeah, the um, that, that was a Joel's uh, group, the temporary people. Yeah, those guys were also um, those guys and uh, Jenna Hutchinson. I think also was yeah Jenna. Is that right? Jenna um, was was in that group as well. And I'm sorry to lump all the guys together, but <laughs> you know it's Joel, about Doug, time. Andrew. I say uh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, they they had characters also. Yeah, <clears throat> they had characters within characters upon characters. It was an interesting premise. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Joel lives in Austin now, and he has restarted that group. So there is an Austin temporary people. Oh, nice. So hey, if you're in Austin, all of our listeners listen to this, who are go, in Austin. go see them. They're uh, they're great. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a really nice uh, premise and. I don't want to give anything away, but you know, you again, you as the audience will get it, and when you get it, then you're like, "Aha! Yeah. I like this." So yeah, that's what I would say if I were to to say anything about Seattle improv stuff. That that's that's kind of where they. Granted, I've only listed two groups, and there are other things and all that, <laughs> but. But that's what that's what and you know. Building two. it kind of around a character might be part of it. Yeah. I don't, you know, which uh, not really, not really part of the improv scene. Um, there, there was a heck, there, there, there was actually quite a, a controversy in Seattle ooh. around improv. Oh no. Yeah. Without going into too much details, one, uh, too many details, one of the, um, like three improv institutions in town was accused of being, quote, a toxic boys club. Oh no, was it the one that I like? I don't know which one. <laughs> Is it that I, movie I, I watched at my mom's them. house? <laughs> I only, yeah, exactly. Uh, I only know one of them. There, there's one at the uh, market, there's one in the U District, and there's one that's kind of nomadic. Oh, oh, the one in the market. Uh, I had forgotten about that one. Ah. And then the one in the U District is the one I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, it is that one, as a matter of fact. The one in the U District? Yeah. I could see it. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying that that here's, this is the thing that, that I've noticed. Um most of my improv that I get, I get from podcasts nowadays. Yeah. And, and there was a time, you know, uh, recent, recently, I mean, for me anyway, where, um, like the group wild horses, right? Never heard of them. Oh, it's uh Lauren Lapkus and, oh, I can't name all of them now, right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Um, but I could in general, normally, uh, and they're all, they're all great. Uh, I am picturing all of them in my mind. I am trying to see the, their, their names and it's not, we don't working. need to, we don't and, need to get too focused on who's yeah, in the yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but the basic idea is that they're all really funny. Yeah. Right. And they were an all woman group. 
and that was a thing. Right. Right? Yeah. Paul F. Tompkins on Spontanea Nation started having more people of color on his improv thing, and it was noticeable. That was the thing, is that it was noticeable that that was happening. Okay. Which meant that it wasn't happening before. Right. Right? So what I'm saying is any improv institution founded in 2000 or before to or around 2000 was still around during that time when it was mostly white dudes doing yeah. improv stuff. Yeah. And so and so you know because of that some of that's going to be baked in a little bit. Yeah. You can you can try to 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 not do it, but again, I bring up us uh, um when when it was suggested that Pamela Miotov uh, should maybe be <laughs> it should maybe be Goody Lawrence Miotov, we were like, hey, that's a good point. We should probably stop doing so much stuff with Pamela, <laughs> which is the wrong it's the wrong thing to take from that. That was that was our and, takeaway, wasn't it? And we were yes, because we were well, in our in that in mindset. our defense, it wasn't Pamela who suggested that. It was other people who noticed that we were using her right. A lot. It, well, and the thing, and the thing I would say about that is that Pamela shouldn't have had to have mentioned it. <laughs> you know, it, it were this to be, you know, done again. You know, no, hey, my, what I'm saying is, if if Pamela said, "Hey, can I join you guys?" I think both of us would have been okay with we, that. Yeah, I think I think we would have. Yes, um, and and the fact that, but and, and I don't know about you. I don't either. And I know this sounds this sounds weird, but um. I think at the time I would have felt it presumptuous to ask her to do it and she might have said no <laughs> and I yeah. wouldn't want to have done it. Right. I right. mean, that's, that's the other side of it. This, uh, the fragile male ego is also a thing that people talk yeah. about. And it's your, uh, you, have you ever had a cat? Have we talked about this? Uh, not as an adult. We always had cats and I, as I was growing up. But uh, when I moved out to go to college at age of 18, I've never owned my own cat. So the concept of alien abduction, right? <laughs> uh, aliens come down and they mess with us, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I understand it. Whenever I look at my cat, she's lying down, she's peaceful, and I see a pair of socks lying next to her. And I'm like, I should probably put those socks on the cat. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. The cat is is calm enough that she's defenseless around me, and she's she's trusting of me and all that. And so, what do I do? Betray that trust? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, because you, you got to put the um, socks on the cat. Right, exactly. And so, I think that's kind of what alien reduction is. <laughs> Just, <laughs> hey, let's let's take them from their look at they're sleeping. Let's pick them up. Let's pick them up. Take them someplace Take they don't know, shit. you know, tease yeah. them a bit, and then put them back. Yeah. See, exactly. how, see how they react. Uh, have you seen Fargo, the TV series? I have not seen the TV series. Oh, man. Okay. I can't talk to you about it because uh, <laughs> spoilers for Fargo. Right. Uh, but there's some, there's, uh, if you ever see it, I'll tell you about it. You should watch it. I really recommend it. I got so many TV shows I need to watch. And Game of Thrones is coming back in like a month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I'm still waiting, uh, even though Game of Thrones is going to be back on, I'm not going to watch it, I don't think. I don't think I'm going to get HBO and watch it. I might. I might cave. <laughs> but 
I'm still holding out for Lovecraft Country to come on HBO so that I can subscribe to HBO when Lovecraft Country comes on and write to them and say, hey, just so you know, I've resubscribed to HBO because of Lovecraft Country. Game of Thrones is one of those TV shows where I want to watch it, but I don't really feel like I need to watch it that night. Yeah. But it's one of those TV shows that everybody watches and everybody talks about the next day. So if if I want to avoid spoilers, I have to keep up with it. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about not being on Twitter anymore. <laughs> I do not get spoiled as much. Oh, hey, speaking about well, if you're on Reddit, um, you're going, you know, you're you're treading a dangerous path there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 and, and that's the other thing is that Reddit is it's uh, it's died down. No one's answering me about the thing <laughs> anymore. So my my wanting to check it is going uh, down a little bit now. Although I do like funny gifts and stuff. So, six of one, half a dozen of the other. All right, here we go. First question. Are there any corrections? Uh, there I, are. I don't think so. No, there are no corrections but, this month. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and just for you listening at home, if you hear Ben and I say something incorrect or something that you would like to make a note about, uh, you can email us at Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. And uh, tell us about it, and we will put it yeah. on the show. It's true. That is correct. It happens. Happens all um, the time. Yeah, yeah. My cat has what we call a derp fang. And right, just it's, one it's tooth you can that s- hangs out? Yeah. It's so very cute. Again, one of those things uh, about uh, human <clears throat> beings. I don't know, Ben. Here's this is my this is my thought about uh and I think I've mentioned this before but I feel like if aliens want to abduct us now their technology is probably more highly advanced since the 70s they probably just do like a a a pop-up uh restaurant based on a TV show and you're like hey look it's it's like uh it's the Twin Peaks diner here in Los Angeles I'm going to go into it and then you know you're eating at the pop-up diner, and then you leave, and you've been in the alien spaceship <laughs> the whole time, but you don't know about it. That's my yeah. my new take. I think it would work. I think you know. Um, speaking of alien abductions, you know, you you, you hear all yeah. these accounts where you know somebody was abducted from their bed in the middle of the night, and they were taken on the spaceship, and they were probed anally or whatever. That seems to be the going narrative. And then, yeah. uh, then they're placed back, and or they have like things implanted in their in their bodies or whatnot that they can't identify. The doctors can't identify. But I think alien technology yeah. is a lot more advanced than than physical probes. And I think, yeah, and it, probably even more advanced than having to beam us. If they can beam us up to their spaceship, yeah. they can scan us from where they are and get all the information they need. Yeah, exactly. Why? Why even bother bringing us up there? Exactly. Why even implant stuff? I think I think I really honestly think beaming up implants all that you're right. Old technology. Yeah. It's it's like um <laughs> you know stuff that they did have to do way back in the day but now It's like, you know, when it's it, it's it's like how pictures of space or, or of flying saucers improve with technology. Because back, you know, oh. back in the early days, back when, you know, uh, flying discs first came out, that's kind of what the 50s, 
you know, what a flying saucer would look like to somebody in the 50s. And then they get they get more modern, like flying saucers these days are like just a bunch of lights, you know, and and so it's more it's more modern. It's not, you know, I want to see I want to see a modern picture of a space shuttle or a flying saucer that looks, you know, like a 1950s flying disc. I want to see, you know, the um, the Chevelle of flying saucers makes a return trip to Earth and, and the old the old guy yeah. takes it out for a spin. Exactly. Uh, and here's something that that I find kind of interesting. Um, the the question about hey why why don't we have better pictures of UFOs and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I have an answer for that now. I didn't before, but now I do. All right. Have you ever tried to take a picture of Mount Rainier with your cell phone? <laughs> It doesn't come out that well. No. It just doesn't have the... Or the moon, for example. Again. Right. You can see it. You can see it fine, but you can't really take a picture of it. Oh, um, and I finally watched Behind the Curve, by the way. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Though. I interrupted you. you were... uh, oh, I was just going to say that even now that, you know, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the alien pictures, pictures of flying saucers... Um, the amount of that hasn't increased with the uh, proliferation of cameras on our cell phones. You yeah. would think that now that everybody has a camera on them, we would have more pictures of aliens, but we don't. Yeah, it, and and of course, you know, uh, it could be that the oh well, you remember the what I was talking about the robot, right? Um, that we saw in the grocery store, right? Um. Like I said, I didn't notice it at first, and it was <laughs> it was right there. Yeah, right. So that's part of it that maybe aliens' uh, cloaking technology is that good that they're actually they live and work among us around. <laughs> but our but our yeah our we just they just look like people to us because we don't really look that. That's the other thing. You know what I mean? Um, the the thing about the reptilian face. Oh, their their eyes are blinking right, in right. a weird way, or all that. <coughs> Again, I think that by now their camouflage technology would be well enough that that yeah. doesn't happen anymore. Well, you know how in general. people with like RFID sniffers, if that's even a thing, can like scan your credit card number from a distance of however mm-hmm. many feet. So yes. I think I think um, you know if. If aliens are they're just so enthralled with the human race that they want to know every little thing about us, aside from just embedding themselves as a person and experiencing human culture, they just walk down the sidewalk and their little little scanners are just scanning everybody in their vicinity. You know, yeah. totally, totally uh, uh, incognito. They get all the information they need. Beam it back to the mothership, if there even is a mothership, you know, these days. Maybe that's old technology, too. Yeah. Uh, that's... Oh, oh, did I... Did we talk about the hovercraft thing? I don't know. I'm going to have to go check the archives. Show me I, all the well, times had, they talked about hovercraft. Yeah, exactly. So, I had... I have this memory of being <clears throat> at, like, a farm. Okay. And and the guy at the farm has this this hovercraft that runs on magnets. It's like it's got these uh, cement, uh, kind of rough cement plates 
in the front. Yeah. And I was told not to look underneath it, but rough cement plates and this orange metallic like um, chassis or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and the idea is that you would just ride it around. It's like an ATV. You just ride it around. Yeah. Uh, and I drew a picture of it and I shared it on uh, Instagram. And I was like, and, and you know, I remember this uh, being like around late 70s, early 80s. I don't remember exactly where I was. And uh, my friend Mark posts this thing from a comic book that said, uh, this looks a lot like that. And it's it's a thing that says build your own hovercraft, right? Yeah. So my guess is that I saw that. And then I dreamt about there being one because the hovercraft in the thing, of course it doesn't have these cement plates and it's, it runs on uh, vacuum cleaner motors instead of on, uh, you know, magnets yeah. and all that. But it, but the design is definitely, uh, like the design that I was working on or, or that I had in my head. It's possible you didn't dream it. I remember oh. when I was a kid, there was, um, uh, in Boys Life magazine, because I was a Cub Scout and I had a, I think you were required to get a subscription to Boys Life when you were a Cub Scout. There was, I, I think so, yeah. There was a, um, I remember an ad in the back for a, hover, a hovercraft kit that you could buy, and I begged my dad for this. And you took yeah. an existing lawnmower engine, and somehow this kit turned it into a hovercraft. And I had these images of like flying over my house in this hovercraft and, you know, doing all these different cool things. And my my dad finally said, you know, you probably only get about an inch and a half off the ground. Did you get it? No, no, or, no. I never got yeah. it. It was it was far too expensive for the uh the middle class uh family that I grew up in. Yeah, the same thing here. Um I think with this. But but it's it it makes me wonder about all of my other uh you know, dreams and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and memories and all that. But here's, this is an interesting thing. And I don't, I don't have any background on this. I don't know if this is actually true or not, but what I have heard just recently is that when you remember something that happened when you were a kid, you're not actually remembering it when you were a kid, you're remembering the memory of the memory of the memory. So like even every time that you remember it, you're right. remembering that last time that you remembered it. Right. Which is really interesting to me. Uh, because, again, it gets back to deja vu. What I think deja vu probably is, is whatever mechanism that is of remembering the memory, you you just... Uh, you misremember the first time, basically. Hmm. Douglas Adams, author of um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy... Has... Deja vu is when your short term, when you, when oh, you experience Jennifer something Zer. and it goes, in, instead of going into your short term memory, it skips that and goes into your long term memory. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's 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 what I think too. Well, no, that's the science. But... Oh, uh, okay. So this thing that I thought was my own hypothesis is actually science. Is what Jennifer said. <laughs> Deja vu is when something skips your short term memory and goes directly into your long term memory. And is there a medical reason for that? Is there a medical reason for that? No, it's just a quirky 
thing that happens sometimes. It's a quirky thing that happens sometimes. Just I will say this, though. Um, I get deja vu a lot more when I'm tired. It's uh, funny. Right now, the cat is... Because I... What, what's, what's that? If, there have been moments where I've had deja vu, and if it goes right into your long-term memory, I don't remember the moments. I remember having the moments, but I don't remember what the moments were. Uh, can you explain that a little bit more in a different way? Or give an example. So, I'm just saying, if they go into my long-term memory, they don't stay there very long. Because oh, I, what you're saying is you re, you remember having deja vu, but you don't remember what the deja right. vu was. I don't was. remember like where I was sitting or what I was thinking <laughs> of or what was happening. So, so, so no, no. So, so basically, I, I believe if I can if I can paraphrase what you're saying, you would think that if it if it went directly into your long term memory, that that event would now be in your long term memory, and you would be able to recall it. Yes. Even if it were happening that that first time. Interesting. Because I do remember I, I do remember one time that I had deja vu. It was uh back when I was at my parents' house and I was driving in a car with somebody. And I it would been it had been the first time that I had ever been in the car with them. It was a a friend of my brother's, I think. And and I had deja vu, which was weird because I knew that that specific thing couldn't have happened at that time. Right. That was the and that's the one that sticks out. So I don't know. Hmm. Uh, although I do, I do also think uh, we. Oh, Jennifer got new glasses, by the way. Ah. Uh, you haven't seen Jennifer's old glasses. Oh, yes, you have. Yes, you have. Yeah, uh, I like them. They're they're a little bit darker. I have a little bit of a of a. Order him to them, in my opinion. Ah. They're petite frames. They make them for tiny-headed adults. They're petite frames made for tiny-headed adults, she says. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Or children. Or children, maybe. Maybe. But but these are, these are not kids' glasses. They are petite frames. Well, going back to remembering memories and yes. not the actual moments... Uh, Douglas Adams tells this story where he came up with the idea for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when he was in uh, a field. I think it was in Scotland. He was drunk in a field, and he was laying down on the grass, and he was staring up at the sky, and he had a book next to him. It was The Hitchhiker's Guide to Europe or The Hitchhiker's Guide to Scotland, one of those two, but something like that. Yeah. And he says that's where he came up with the the idea for at least the title of the show. But he has yes, he has said like he has since said later on that he no longer has a memory of that event. He can only remember talking about that event. He can only remember telling ah. people that that happened, but he no longer remembers that actually happening. Interesting. And I wonder how how far away was it when that happened yeah i don't know like when did when was hitchhikers published or like when when was the radio series oh i don't know i want to say it was like in the late 60s early 70s you know this is interesting ben because there are 
I can say this for sure. There are there are some events that I do not remember. That I only remember because <clears throat> other people have told me of them. And there are other events that I do remember that no one else can corroborate. Yeah. That everybody who who was there is no longer alive. Which is why human memory is not admissible evidence, Your Honor. It isn't? No, it is. Oh, but, you oh. know. <laughs> I thought, okay, here's, a, here's an interesting thing. When you said Your Honor, I thought you said here on Earth. <laughs> and it's interesting that those two things are uh, kind of the same. Oh. Paul's Paul's cotton on uh, to me. Jennifer to... Jennifer has come. She is she has raised a finger. I think she's gonna say something. Okay. All I want to say is that deja vu, some people are more susceptible to it. So there are people in the world who've never experienced that. And some people experience it a lot, but it's just a quirky thing. Ah. Okay. So uh what Jennifer said, in case you didn't hear, uh not Everyone gets deja vu. Different people are susceptible to it in different ways. So there are some people who have never had it, and some people who are much more susceptible to it. So some people uh, have problems with memories not loading into their short-term memory first. Yeah. And uh, also, that's when they change something. (laughs) That is when they change something. Speaking about changing something, hey, Betty! Oh, God. No, it's way too early. It, it is, but uh, I think we're going to... I feel like we're going to, you know, talk to her for a little bit, and then I'm going to send her back. Hi! <laughs> so, Betty has been sick uh, off and on for the past two weeks, kind of. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And she also has new glasses. Betty, what are your symptoms? Stuffy nose. Stuffy nose. Anything else? Uh... Coughing. Coughing. Your dad repeating everything you say to them. Your dad repeating everything you say to them. Oh, well, if your dad repeating everything you say to them lasts for more than four hours, consult your wife. <laughs> ben said, if your dad repeating everything you say to him, or no, to them. Oh, wow. Gender neutral pronoun for dad. <laughs> I like it. Um, I uh, persist for more than three. Uh, she's not listening anyway. Uh, when I say she, I mean Jennifer. Right. Uh, she has her uh, her headphones on. Oh wait, she just came in. Oh, Ben just made a joke that now the train has left the station. Uh, it, <laughs> yes. Also, it was, it's a- it was based off of something. That you when you hear the podcast, you'll you you will go. You could have just said it to me, and that would have been fine. Based on a but I don't know uh, if I want to. Her to repeat Your a joke that's based on a... everything you say makes you sick, we're all going to die. Oh, no, he said if, if, if your dad repeating everything you say lasts more than three to four hours, consult your mom. Nice. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I, I think I said that right, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's, for sure. um, yeah, I, I don't know how much, uh, you know, a take on a commercial for um, uh, erectile drugs is appropriate for True a enough. 14-year-old. Yeah. And luckily, she can't hear it. 13. 13. Yeah, don't start adding Dang years it. yet. That, I guess be... wrong. So, uh, so Betty mm-hmm. and I uh, talked about the, the possibility of Betty 
not going to school, but rather uh, studying at home on the internet. Something that she had wanted to do in the past, meaning go to school at home rather than going to school at school. But today, she told me that she's actually not interested in doing that. And Betty, I have a question for you. Are things going better at school? I guess. Yes. Because... I would have jumped at the chance at her age not to go to school, but <laughs> I, I was a weird... Well, I, 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 I would, Not that she's not a weird kid, but... I would have jumped at that chance, too, not really realizing that staying home didn't mean not having to learn. Mm. Are, are those... Are those... Betty, is that... Betty has homework that she's been doing uh, since she's been sick. Betty, is that something that... Mm-hmm. Just put it with the other ones, I guess. Yeah. All right, Betty, run along. <laughs> Learn more. <laughs> Keep doing your homework all day every day. Yeah. Um, so, so, but that's interesting because, um, so Jennifer, I was just telling Ben, uh, when I talked to Betty about it today, she's not interested. She wants to go to school. School. So there we go. If you if now problem solved. Or whatever. I'm not quite sure how that all works, but if if you say that she can be homeschooled, don't you have to do something to be like proactive in that? You can't just leave her for independent study online. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, they 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 have uh, tests that they have to take uh, from the state. Okay, just to make sure that they know the same things as right. kids they're, around they're, their they're, age. They're staying on track. Yeah. Or at least not falling too far behind. Yeah, exactly. Um, and most people do it for religious reasons. Um, well, a lot of people do it for religious reasons. Not most. But uh, but we have friends who are doing it just because, you know, um, school's for jerks. Yes, Betty? I need a coin. Betty needs a coin. A coin? What, has she got a, yeah, like a scratch-off ticket or something? Yeah, she's uh, she's playing the lottery. It's a scratch <laughs> off some. What's it? What's it for, Betty? Uh, science thing. It's for a science thing. Oh, look, there's some coins in here. Uh, just get one from the dresser. Yep. Whichever one you want. Take the largest one. On the dresser. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and don't give it back. So. <laughs> So so Ben, I'm I'm uh, I'm easing into this topic. Uh oh. We can talk about it more next time. Uh, but I did not go to work today. Yeah. And I'm not going to work tomorrow because Jennifer's getting some medical procedures done. Okay. And so I am uh, I'm supporting her in that driving around and and I'm taking Betty to her classes and stuff like that. Oh, good for you. Uh, circus class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, all that to say, uh, we are still doing the podcast, even though all that is happening, because at this moment, uh, Jennifer's doing all right. Oh, good. And we'll see how things progress as time goes on. <laughs> if time goes and, on. Oh, uh, I guess... Uh, Unless time goes backwards. Yeah. 
Which apparently you, it can. You have Thanks, your, Russia. Well, just keep her out of those quantum computers. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to stand too close to one. Oh, that was one of the things <laughs> that the people who were doing the quantum computers thing saying the chances of this happening uh, in nature are uh, very slim. Yeah, right. Uh, again, to quote Jim Carrey, so there's a chance. <laughs> so um, you're saying there's a chance. So, speaking finally on the topic of news, so I, that, I knew that story. Yeah. Again, that was from my exposure to Reddit, but I don't know any other news stories, really. Uh, is anything interesting happening that I should know about? Uh, what's happened recently? Like, I can't keep track of the, all the news stories within the last week. Uh, just today... Um uh, uh, Texas Congressman and uh, Senate hopeful Beto O'Rourke announced a bid oh, for the I presidency. Yeah. Um, oh, he's a candidate, he said? Yeah, he's he's officially running. Which brings okay. the total Democrats to, like, I don't know, like 14 or something. It's a very crowded field. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of that uh, last time for the Republicans, too, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, a, a Boeing 730 Max 8 crashed in Ethiopia, uh, killing all 150-something on board. It has been just five months since another Boeing se uh, 737 Max 8 or 9 crashed. Um, I don't remember where that one was. But since there were two crashes of the same type of airplane in a five-month span, um, those types of airplanes have been grounded. They have been sent hey, to their uh, rooms. Think about what they've just done. Just out of curiosity, do they mention which Boeing facility makes those? No, they don't. Like, is Boeing still in Seattle? It is, right? There's Boeing has an Boeing assembly plant, plant in, in Seattle, yes. In Because Boeing Everett. also has a plant in St. Louis. Yeah. So, haha, my team and your team. I, uh,. It's different it's, Boeing. From what I can gather, it does not have to do with the mechanical structure of the plane, but the software oh. of the plane. Oh no, and, Ben! Uh, no, President oh, no. President Forty Five has tweeted out that he thinks planes are too complicated these days. Yeah, I I could <laughs> I could see uh, why it would. Here, here's. I really, honestly think this, Ben. There may be, uh, a, you know how, um, oh, you weren't probably old enough, but in the seventies there was like rationing. Oh, I can't drive fifty-five. I can't drive fifty-five. The Sammy Hagar song. Right. Because the the speed limit got lowered. It got lowered right? because of the fuel crisis. I feel as though we, you and I, will live through a time when the internet gets throttled for safety. <laughs> our technology, they bring our technology level down on purpose. Right. I think it's going to happen. Like, we could do more things, but we're not going to. In fact, we're going to take you back to, yeah. you know, Dial a 19, a, yeah, or a 2000s thing or something to that effect you know oh the internet is too damaging for our children uh and everyone's gonna have to start seeing movies at the movie theater again Just and you know that kind of stuff somebody like somebody's gonna have like, to do a song i can't stream 55 exactly 
there's there I I I don't know this for sure, but I feel like it really could get some people on board who are nostalgic for those days. <laughs> they miss, and the kids are going to hate it. They missed the dial-up tone. Well, well they miss they miss the uh the idea that so there would be more public transportation, right? Uh it, a whole bunch of infrastructure, better you know, people will say, what about the Sunday drive? You remember just going out and driving on a Sunday? You know, that kind of thing. Oh, But there's got to be there's got to be I, some nefarious reason behind that. It's got to be like, you know, for whatever well, so reason, here's the th- people, you know, the government needs you or, you know, big businesses convince the government to get you out of your house. Well, and here's the thing. This is why I think it may not happen because of my competing hypothesis. Which is? That the reason that we're all staying home and they're getting us used to not wanting to go outside and all right, that kind of they're, thing they're conditioning is so, us. so that we can be underground and, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. That was I, I still think underground or in space or underwater, that was you know, one of, any... That was one of my thoughts on why we had so many movies about aliens. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, you know, but back in like, you know, uh, and so many TV shows about aliens as well. Um, you know, back in the 2000s, back in the 90s, it wasn't that, you know, they, they were just popular in pop culture, but it was the government getting us used to the idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a term for that that conspiracy theorists use that I've just learned about within the past uh, week or two. Wait, what's it called? Predictive programming. They get you used <laughs> to... It's, it's called predictive programming. They get you used to the idea so that when it actually happens, uh, yeah. they don't freak out. Jennifer has pointed out that um, they were doing it with uh, a black president of the United States in uh, shows and TV and stuff right, like that. Right, For quite some time. And she also pointed out that um, if you look at women presidents, uh, the only time that a woman becomes president is... Uh, like if the man who was president uh, <laughs> dies and she's vice president, yeah, and and because like uh, because that was one of the things that we mentioned the uh, the Battlestar Galactica, right, uh, has a has a female president, but she was only president because she was the line of succession was right. uh, so long. Yeah, she was like a hundred third so, or something, but the ship yeah. with the first one hundred and two blew up. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I I like it as a concept. Um, but, again, this is sort of a chicken and egg argument, right? Uh, and I'll the example I use is communicators in Star Trek. Right? Yeah. Communication in Star Trek uh, got us ready for flip phones. <laughs> okay, sure. After about 30 years. <laughs> but, but, or the designers of flip, flo- flip phones grew up watching Star Trek. Thinks that's probably and so when it came more... time to design it, they're like, "Oh, I want one of them." Yeah. So yeah, that's probably more along the you lines know. of reality. And speaking of more along the lines of reality, Ben, it's that time again. It's that time, for the love of God, Paul, to keep it wrong. Hit the dusty trail of keeping it wrong, Ben. <laughs> I'll right. see you more later. All right, giddy up. <laughs> All, right. All right, thanks, man. Bye. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye.